And just while you're staying standing, just a friendly reminder, there is three and a half months until the end of the decade, until the 2010s are over. And um, as I look back to the beginning of the decade, I remember something that happened in 2010, which was my senior pastor, Chris Mulher, asking me to be part of his life group. And so by the end of this year, we will have gone on the journey 10 years together. And, um, and I think we don't give our senior pastors enough honour for what they do. And I know that if I wasn't here, they would have found someone else because of how much they believe in young people. But looking across the platform tonight, Eloise was singing, she's in youth. Jaden was on drums, he's in youth at the moment. Jack McClatchy in youth. Ethan, who was on media, came through youth. Aaron just put his hand up, he's at youth. <laughs> Lawrence, who was on cafe out there, he was, he's on serving on youth even right now still. So many of the people, Cam, came through youth, not underneath me, but you know. And um, because Pastor Chris chose to believe in one man. And, um, and I just love the heart of our senior pastors to believe in me and who have provided this opportunity for me to share with you tonight. And, um, and I, just, I just love that they believe in the next generation in young people. So can we please honour our senior pastors tonight? Come on, that was good, but you can do better. Come on. So, you may be seated. Also, I want to say, uh, oh, I forgot to mention Geordie Howard. Crushing it. He killed it. He killed it. He was awesome, hey. Also, as I look back to the beginning of the decade, I remember a few other types of memories. And, um, and Wes Fuller sitting up the back. So Fuller's sitting up the back. Me and him were um, real turds. Um, Back in, the, back in 2010, and we used to not have our own house, so we would go over to Damo's house, and, um, and we used to torment Damien Woodridge so much, and one night, we were sitting at his house playing Xbox, because he's the one who pays for Xbox Live, um, we were playing Xbox, and he was just like, alright guys, well, um, it's been a good day, I've, uh, you know, I've got work tomorrow, so, yeah, but it and, and we were like, all right. So we got up and left. And we were talking about it later. We we're at home. We we're like, he never actually says the words like, it's time to go. So the next night we came over, he was like, oh, I'm thinking about bed soon. And we we're like, oh, yep, cool, cool. And, um, and, then, he, and then he kept dropping hints. He's like, he's like, man, I'm getting tired. And we're just like, oh, that's, you must be getting old, Damo. That's just us. We just kept playing Xbox and he kept dropping hints and we were just waiting for him to say, all right, it's time to go. But he never said it. And it got to the point where he was brushing his teeth on the couch, like getting ready for bed. And then finally at like 11.30, he's like, all right, guys, just turn it down and lock the door when you leave. <laughs> and then we were like, Damo, he doesn't have the, he's like not standing up for himself. So we were like, how far can we take this? So the next night we came over and he was like, all right, fellas, just lock the door on your way out. And then he went to bed and then, um, and then Fuller went into his DVD rack. Anyone who knows Damo, he's an OCD person and swapped all the DVDs in the cases. Oh, that is rough. He didn't react that badly. So I took my turn. And Damo's a guy who eats toast every morning for breakfast. 
And so I thought, if we really want to get in, we've got to get in one of the daily routines. So I got his loaf of bread, <laughs> and I poked my finger from the top right through to the bottom, all of the pieces of bread. And then I took the pieces of bread out, and I stacked them sideways so that he wouldn't notice, and he would have to pull the bread out and then notice. And he just, he wasn't reacting. So the next night, we turned all his furniture upside down. We turned his couch upside down, all his table upside down, his chairs upside down. And he's just like, like honestly, he has a gift from God for patience. And then the, the next night, we thought, well, let's really try and get him. He won't notice anything when he wakes up. But we took everything, all his possessions that he had outside, and we stacked them at the front, against the front door so he couldn't leave. And he was part of a unit complex, so he couldn't jump the fence to go out the back because he's just got neighbours there. So this is a photo of the front door with a, our friend called Marty. And um, so we pretty much just blocked the whole thing off so that he would really have to like, push it out of the way. So we really annoyed Damo. And um, there was one prank that really crossed the line. I, I'm actually, I really regret it, so I'm not actually going to share it with you tonight. Um, but you can, just, you can just rest knowing that we really tormented Damien. <laughs> and all Damien, like, this is Damo's house. All Damo had to go, do is, is be like, yo, like, this is my house, my rules, you're, you're leaving, leave now. And we would have we respected that. Uh, well, I, I think we would have, I hope. I hope he would have. We didn't respect much else in his house. We would have, we would have left him alone. If, if he'd have just sat there and gone, you know, like, this is my house, so this is my rules. But he didn't, so we just kept going. And, um, you know, maybe you don't have friends that are as bad as I was, but I think we all have things in our life that keep returning and causing us havoc because we aren't putting the foot down. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just like this stray hair. Like, you just keep pushing it down, but this just keeps coming up. No matter what hairspray you try. Like, when they raid Area 51, there's going to be that hairspray in there that gets all the hairs down. Like, it's got to be there. I know, uh, for me, you know, you're really trying to live healthy. And you're just like, you make a decision, I'm going to live healthy. But that Domino's ad keeps coming back your way. Just keeps coming back. 7-Eleven brings out, Krispy Kreme brings out a new donut. Macca's has a new, uh, a new deal in their app. It's just like, oh, it just keeps coming back. You keep pushing it away, but it just keeps coming back. Or maybe this is the worst one for me, and um, it's dust in the house. Because I clean every single week. I vacuum every single week, and, and, and the dust just keeps coming back. And I never invited it, and I never wanted it there. Like a pile of dirty clothes, I can understand. Because I used the clothes, I put it there, my fault. But dust, like who, who invited that? No, like that, what is it doing there? But it just keeps coming back. No matter how many times I kick it out, it comes back. I don't know if you have some of that in your life. Maybe, maybe it's something a bit more serious. Maybe, you know, maybe you decided, I, I really got to get a hold of this anger problem that I have. And, and, and you just like, you make a stand for yourself. Like, I'm going to get rid of this. But then just, your co-worker just does the dumbest, most frustrating thing the next day. Your boss just says something that just really gets on your nerves the next day. And that anger just kept, comes knocking back on the door. And it's like, ah, oh, that's so annoying. Maybe you, maybe you struggle with lust or, or objectifying, um, objectifying people. And, and you just really want to get rid of it. And you do everything you can to get rid of it. But then you're just watching a movie and a scene comes up. And it's just like, it's just in your face. It just seems to just come back. Maybe you really struggle with jealousy and, 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 you know, just even being content with who you are. And, and 
and you, and you really want to make a stand for that, but then, then you, you just hear someone talking about this holiday that, that they went on, and it's just like that jealousy just comes right back. You just see someone, they walk in, and they got AirPods, and you just know they're loaded. And, or, you know, you, you just see on Instagram the, the new car that someone's gotten, or they've got a house, and you're still renting, and you're like, you're like, that jealousy just comes straight back in. Something that you were trying to get rid of, and it just, it just comes straight back. Maybe you, you think to yourself, you know what, no, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to love who I am. I'm going to love being me. But then you make a mistake and, and suddenly you just want to stay at home and you don't want to see anyone and that insecurity and that anxiety just seems to keep coming back. Pride, shame, regret, sadness, bitterness, offense, whatever it is, I think we've all faced something that just keeps coming back, just like me and Fuller every night. Just keep coming back, no matter how much we don't want it. And I hate that feeling because, because I want to get rid of this thing. For me, I've had so many battles where I, I, I just really want to get rid of this thing out of my life, but it just seems, seems to keep coming back. And I just feel like a failure. I just feel like I'm losing a battle, like I'm fighting a battle that's just, it just keeps coming back. And I feel like, is there, any, is there even any point to fighting? And, uh, and Chris, Pastor Chris preaches a message every year or every two years. He always comes back to it. I love it. It's really important. And, and the message is called, you're, you're way more awesome than you think. And I, and I have to remind myself of that, hey, when things aren't going well, because I can get so discouraged. And I think we can all get so discouraged when something just keeps coming back. You know, you wash a, you watch a, wash a piece of clothing and the stain just stays there, or you, or you just keep staining the clothes that you do wash. And it's just like, man, it just keeps coming back and it can get so discouraging. And I have to remind myself of that because, you know, the way that I see me and the way that God sees me is actually really different. And God actually sees me as way more awesome than what I see myself. Regardless of how much this thing keeps coming back into my life. And I love Paul. Paul writes a letter to the Roman church in a book aptly named Romans. And, um, and, and he, writes, he writes this letter where he talks about his struggle with the same thing. Just this stuff that just keeps coming back into his life. And he gets really vulnerable and I like that and I need that. Because sometimes I feel like I'm the only one going through stuff. And Paul, he, he gets vulnerable, and, and I just love that. Romans 7 verse 15, he says, I, I'm a, like a mystery to myself, hey. Whoever feels like, I, I'm just a mystery to myself. Because what I want to do is right. But then I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. I want to do this one thing, but then I just end up doing this other thing. You know, you say to yourself, I want to be healthy. And then you just, you just buy those donuts or that Coke or whatever it is for you. So I, I think this is just a moment where we just need to breathe out, just pause and breathe out. And it's like, you know what? This is not a battle that is uncommon to me. And, and I think this is me so much because I, I want to act a certain way, but some, somehow I find myself acting differently. I, 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 I think we ought to be encouraged that this is part of the human condition. And Paul goes on, Romans 7 verse 16, he says, but... If my behavior is not in line with my desire, then my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. And uh, that's a bit, little bit wordy, but um, basically he's saying, I still recognize that what I'm doing is wrong. So I know that the law God gave us, I know that it's good because my conscience even confirms that. And we all have these things and we feel bad about them. And it's like our conscience confirming, you know what, what God said about this specific issue, this is actually, this is actually true. I can feel this having an impact on my life. And I know that God's way is true. I don't even need a Bible. I just know that the way that God has instituted reality is truth. And so I feel this. I feel this every day. Even in my failings, I can feel God. Can you feel God in your failings? 
Even when I fail, I find that God's there in the middle of it. Even if it's a kick up the butt, even if it's my conscience reminding me that this is not how things are supposed to be. That's actually God reaching out to my heart saying, come on, it's time to pick up your game. Time to live better. And, and I love that Paul says, I felt that feeling as well. I felt that feeling as well. I don't feel so bad. I don't if Paul also feels it. Verse 17, this is the verse I want to talk about. He says, so, so now I realize that it's no longer my true self doing it, but it's the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. I love this phrase, the unwelcome intruder of sin. Now I realize that it is no longer myself doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin. So Paul recognizes, hey, that's not me, that's sin. You know, Damien, he's not a messy guy. He just had some messy friends come around to his house and mess stuff up. And if someone came over and they knew that we'd been there, they wouldn't be sitting there going, oh my gosh, Damo, you're a messy guy. You need to get Marie Kondo over here. Like, because whose fault was the mess? It was, it was our fault. It was my fault. It was Fuller's fault. Like we stuffed it up. We, we ruined the house. It's not Damo's fault. And, and I love that. Paul recognizes this right here because it, sin, sin, it'll come in and it'll mess up your life, right? It'll come in and it'll, and it'll shake some stuff up. And it'll make you so discouraged. You'll wake up in the morning and you'll look around, see the mess, and you'll be so discouraged at something you never wanted in the first place. That's what sin does. It comes and it messes stuff up. And I love that Paul says, he looks at it and he goes, hey, this ain't my true self. Paul clearly understands his identity in Christ because he goes, you know what? This ain't me. And you know, you can be struggling with sin and your life can look a little bit messy right now, but that doesn't change who you are. That doesn't change your worth. It doesn't change the fact that God has a call on your life. And it doesn't change the fact that you have a future that you're supposed to inherit. And so you can be struggling with sin. And I love that. Sue preached this last month. Oh my gosh, you are not your issue. You are not your issue. So I want to ask you the question this tonight. Can you still be proud of who you are, even in the middle of a struggle with sin? Because too often, I just get into the middle of a struggle with sin and I just feel like a failure. But actually, sin's not changing who God has called me to be. Sin is not changing the promises that God has over my life. Sin might have messed the lounge up a little bit, but that wasn't me, that was sin. And Paul recognizes this. Can you still be proud of who you are even in the middle of a struggle with sin? Can you still be happy and content with your identity, even if you've got a battle on right now? I know that's so hard for me to be content with what's going on. If there's a battle raging in the background, if there's something that I'm just warring against every single day, something that I'm just really trying hard to conquer, I, I feel like a failure. I'll be, I'll be quite honest. I have many times where I feel like, what's, what's it worth? But this verse just so encouraged me. Yesterday, um, I was worshipping. I had written a message for this tonight. Um, maybe I'll share it one day. And then I, I just decided, you know, before I continue writing my message, I'm going to journal. And I, literally, I journaled on this and, and I was crying in the kitchen where I write my messages because it just really felt like God was just affirming me and just saying, you know what, like, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're facing right now, that does not steal your identity in me. And I really want that. I really want us to grab grab that tonight. And so, ask yourself the question: Can you still be happy and content in who you are, even if you've got a battle right now? Because you might be doing it tough, and you might be falling into the same pit of mud that you fell in yesterday. But I want to encourage you: Don't drop your head for one second, because the devil he he tags in right after right after sin messes up the room. The devil tags in, and he's like, "You're you're not enough." 
And that's why you feel jealous. It's because of who you are. And he tries to attach it to who you are. But I love that Paul, he recognizes, hey, this is not who I am. This is sin. This is something else. The devil comes in and he's like, you're not liked. And that's why people say things that just make you so angry. You're nothing. And that's why you're pretentious because you're masking what's on the inside. You're worthless. And that's why you keep making mistakes. And you know, the devil... He, he, he's going to be hustling hardcore to get you to buy into the lie, to buy into the lie of that this sin is actually attached to who you are. But watch this, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. What is gone? The old me and what has come? What am I now? I am a new creation. And anything else is an unwelcome intruder. So we know that we can say, hey, this is my house. Shut up, devil. Not today, because I am a child of God. This sin, this thing that I'm struggling with right now, that's sin. And that is what God has called me to overcome. And actually, not even what I have been called to overcome, but what Jesus overcame for me. And I can live in the power of the crucifixion and the resurrection life that he already secured for me on the day that he died for me. This is my house. And sin, you are not welcome here. This is not part of the furniture. This does not fit with the feng shui of my life. It might have come in and it might have found a little place, but it's not hanging around long because this is not who I am. Jealousy, pride, lust, insecurity, shame, guilt. Hey, God says you're a new creation. So when sin comes knocking on the door, Or when sin comes and messes stuff up and the devil comes and he tries to lie to you and he tries to make it about who you are, that's when you can that's when you can put the boxing gloves on and just say, you know what? This ain't me. So get ready to get whack in the face from Jesus. So don't allow yourself to believe that sin defines who you are. And don't be discouraged in the battle. I want you to know that you're a new creation a new creation. The old self that this verse talks about, that's that self that is tethered to sin. It can't help but sin. It is stuck in that cycle of sinning again and again and again. But this new creation that Paul talks about, that's that one that is won by Jesus, that is free from the power and the penalty of sin. Man, that's that new creation that we all have. And who you are, it has intrinsic value that can never be tarnished by the lies of the devil. Not unless you let him. Not unless you let him. I think we all need to go back and have a listen to Pastor Chris's message from last week called Lies, Authority and Promises. Talk about believing lies of the devil. And yeah, so stand up in the face of struggle. You got this. I've got two more questions for you. Have you blamed yourself? Because of sin's tendency to re-enter into your life. Because, and I've got to ask this question because I know I have. It happened once and it happens twice and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's a bit weird. But then the more that I sin in the same area, the more that I even start to believe this is part of who I am and I blame myself. And you've got to be so careful because what Paul is saying here is not part of you. This is actually something else altogether. This is sin. So, And the second question that I want to ask, just food for thought, is can you see that sin is an intruder that is temporary and not a fixture that is permanent? That's what sin is. And and even if it's been hanging around for a little bit in your life, even if you've had this thing that you've been warring against, it's just temporary. It's just temporary because God has secured an identity for you that, that can't hang on to that sort of stuff. 
It's not, it doesn't stick. It might, it might come in, but it's not going to stick. So, so I wanted to encourage you tonight that your struggles, it shouldn't stop you from putting up a fight. And I want to finish off by encouraging us around the fights that we've lost in the past, because I feel like maybe tonight is time to pick up the gloves again. And Paul uses this phrase, the unwelcome intruder. And, uh, and you know, some sin, I feel like we, we do treat as an unwelcome intruder. You know, we kick it out ASAP. But others can look a bit more like a regular guest in our house. You know, I think about, I think about murder and it never makes it past the thought stage for me. I might think about killing someone, but it, it just stops there. It's like thinking about murder, that's the unwelcome intruder. Like it comes in and it's like, what are you doing here? You're not welcome, get out. But there's some other stuff that it comes in and there's no alarm bells ringing. There's no alarm bells going, hey, this is actually an unwelcome intruder. Because to me, it's like, oh, I've seen this before. Yep, this is just part of who I am. And there's, to be honest, there's been battles that I gave up on. And I just thought, this is part of who I am. And I want to encourage us tonight to get that radar going again where we go, actually, no, that's, that's an unwelcome intruder. This is not meant to be part of my life. Because we can get so discouraged. And, and, and to avoid being discouraged, we just say, this is part of who I am. So that we don't have to feel this, this sadness about what's happening in our life. But we need to get back to a place, maybe if, if sin has taken up permanent residence in your house... And, and, you know, maybe you didn't even intend it to get to that point, but somehow it did. And you've tried to fight it before, but it just came back again and again and again. I think we need to get back to the place where it's, we're on high alert again. You know, when you, you know when you get a new phone and, uh, and the screen's beautiful and it's perfect and you just, you're just so careful, you're on high alert. Like, like someone walks in the room and you're just like, you just like hide it away because like you, you just, I don't want this thing to get cracked. And uh, you may as well just wrap the thing with bubble wrap, but you're so careful. You don't even, you don't even drop it on, on the counter. Like even if it's like a centimeter away, you like place it down because you don't want it to crack. But then, but then if you get a few chips in it and you start to get a few cracks, then next thing you know, you walk in the house and you just throw it on, into your, onto your bed or something like that. Like you just don't even care. And I think there's some things in our life where we've just been, we're just okay with and we're just like, just like I don't even care. Like this, this crack, yeah, it's part of my phone. And we just think like this sin, this thing that's in my life, this issue that I'm facing, this insecurity, this lust issue that I have, this pride issue, which most people don't even go, I have a pride issue. But basically, if you, just, if you think that every, you're better than everyone else, if you think that everyone else is wrong and you're right, man, there's a pride issue coming up there. And if you're okay with that, if you just look at everyone and you're just like, oh, just, you just can point out all the things that are wrong with them. Hey, whoa, you've, gotten, you've let pride take up permanent residence. You've let... You've let that take up what should have been just a, a temporary intruder that you kicked out. You've let it become a permanent resident. And, uh, and maybe the fight you've given up on is controlling your mouth. You know, insulting or swearing. Maybe you used to watch your mouth, uh, but now you don't care. You know, you're on a job site with a bunch of other people who just let their mouth fly, so you just go for it anyway. And you know when it's become permanent residence, when you go over to your parents' house, and it's like, a, it's like the hardest thing ever to like avoid having a swear word pop out. You know, like it just comes out and you're like, oh, sorry. You don't, yeah. So when you find yourself like that, that's like, man, this has actually just become permanent resident in my life, controlling your mouth. Maybe it's porn and, and there's just no fight anymore. 
It's just part of the daily routine, the weekly routine, whatever it is. Like there's no, there's no breaks. You just find yourself there. And it's like, man, that, that's taken up permanent residence in your life. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe you used to regulate your drinks because you didn't want to go too far. But now you've gone too far too often. So what difference is it going to make? There's no breaks anymore. You just, once you find yourself on that path, it's just like, well, I'm already there. And I've seen people do this all the time where they, they feel like they're already at the destination. But I'm like, you still have 10 more stops before you get there. You could pump the brakes right now. And, and that's when you know, hey, I've just let this, I've just stopped fighting. Because there's, there's so many things you could do to stop this happening. Like, like talking to someone and they're talking about, you know, getting wasted on the weekends and, and they don't really like it, but it's what their friends are doing. And it's like 2pm and I'm like, you could just like not go to the bottle and And you, you know, like it's 2pm. Like you could make, you could make plans. Like you have five hours to make plans before you get to this place. But, you know, for some people, whatever it is, and I'm not just talking about that, talking about anything, there's no breaks. You've, you've already let it get way too far in. Maybe it's insecurity. You stopped encouraging yourself. You stopped listening to the voices that say you're worth it. And now you just believe that you're not good enough. Maybe it's bitterness or offense. And you used to try so hard not to get mad at that person. But now you just gave up and you've cut them out of your life and they don't get any extra chances. And if you think about them, you're just convinced that your blood's never not going to boil. If you can't see a future where things are going to get better, you've let that take up permanent residence. Maybe it's self-image. Maybe you used to love who you are, but you've had enough insults to shut you up. And now you have an image in your mind of that's just who you are. And all of these, these are all unwelcome intruders. And once they were just knocks on the door. Once they were just intruders trying to get in and you kicked them away. And just like dust, honestly, I could just, I could just give up. Because it's coming back every single week. And I think we need to know and understand that sin, it's going to be coming back every week. Every day, it's going to be coming back. It's going to be knocking the door, trying to get in. And we can sit there and we can go, well, you know what? Obviously, this is not a battle I was designed to win. Or we can understand the nature of sin. That it sits there and it's being really distracting. And even when you're trying to listen to the voice of God, it's just so flippin' loud and it's just taking over. And sometimes you just can't even hear what God's trying to say in your life. Because it's just, it's just sitting there and it's just banging on the door and it's just trying to get in. I think we need to get back to that point where we're so comfortable to kick that thing out, out the room. We need to get back to the point where we're ready to put the gloves on again. Man, I'm ready to fight this battle again. I might have lost it a million times in the past. But you know what? Paul says I'm a new, new creation in Christ. And that actually this sin is not part of who I am. So if, if I'm a new creation in Christ and Christ has made me to be a conqueror, well then guess what? This doesn't have to win me over today. I can kick this today and, uh, and it might take a lot of, it might take many steps. You might not kick this thing cold turkey, whatever it is that you're facing. But I guarantee you that if you actually choose to go, you know what, I'm going to get back in the fight. I'm going to get back in the ring. You're going to find that place of victory. God's going to take you there. So I have a question for you. Is there any sin in your life right now that has taken up permanent res- residency? And just think of that image of no breaks. Where is it in your life where maybe... You, you once knew, and like Paul says in this verse, you know, your conscience confirms what's, what's true. And so, you know, you know it's wrong. Your conscience tells you it's wrong, that you shouldn't or you don't want to be there, but you just don't have any breaks anyway. Is there any sin in your life right now that's taken up permanent residency? Is there any sin that you've stopped trying to deal with because it just kept coming back? 
And my final question, which I adapted this from a Shane Willard message that he spoke to uh, at the Big Blokes Breakfast, and I just think this is such something that we need to ask ourselves so often. And that is, can my life really sustain having this unwelcome intruder? Can my life really sustain it? Because you know what? I, I, I just used to succumb to the pressure of sin and just like, yeah, I'll just do it because it feels good right now. But I wasn't thinking about my future. I wasn't thinking about what was to come. You know, if I kept going around insulting people, swearing at everyone, um, you know, I'd, I'd just have no friends or the friends that I would have would be deadbeats. And, uh, and we need to ask questions of ourselves for all these things. Where is that path going? Can my life really su- sustain having this unwelcome intruder taking up permanent residency in my life? So I really want us to reset the radar tonight, put the gloves back on. feel like we need to be a people who haven't given up on our struggles. We need to be people who, regardless of how many times we've stuffed up, we look to God and say, God... I know that I'm better than this because my identity is different because you've called me. So just help me. The most, one of the most effective pray, prayers you can pray is God, please help. So can we just all stand right now? I want to pray for you tonight because I know it's really hard to see a way forward when it's something that you've been struggling with and you just feel like you've lost the battle. I want to pray for you tonight if you've really begun to feel like you're a failure because I know that feeling it's not nice you've started to think that your failures are like a pattern that you can't escape whether you've said stuff like this is just me now or this is who I, I was always going to be or, or my, my family has always been like this so I'm always going to be like this maybe you found yourself in an addiction or a repetitive cycle that you just can't see a way out of. I want to pray for that too. Maybe you want God to give you your self-worth and your self-confidence back so that you can pick up the gloves again. Maybe you just need to feel like you have that inner security, that whisper that pushes you on that just says, you can do this. I want to, I want to pray for you tonight. And... um. I'll pray for that first and then I'm going to pray again. So can we just close our eyes? If that was you, I just read out a couple of things. If you feel like you're a failure, if you feel like that your failures are a pattern you can't escape, if you find yourself in an addiction or repetitive cycle, if you want God to give you back your self-worth, self-confidence, if you need inner security that you can just do this, if you just need to know that that I, I can actually pick up the gloves again, can you please lift your hand? I want to pray for you right now. Awesome. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Awesome. So many people here. All right, you can put your hand down. God, I just thank you that you declare us as righteous through what your son did on the cross, through what Jesus did on the cross. I thank you, God, that Jesus overcame the power of sin. 
and the penalty of sin over our life when He died on the cross for us. And so God, I just pray for every person who raised their hand today and maybe every person who just even felt way too weak to even raise their hand. I just pray that You would refresh us anew this week. God, speak that life into us this week. Remind us when we face those battles. God, be speaking to our soul. Holy Spirit, I pray that You'd be with every single person, even right now, speaking to our very life and conscience, self-worth and image, God, that You would be restoring that image and that sense of who we are in You, that ability to pick up the gloves and fight once again. God, I pray that You'd give us the courage to face those unwelcome intruders that seem to keep coming into our lives. God, help us to be bold in the face of so many people who say that we can. We just got to live this way in peer pressure. God, I pray that You'd help us to be bold and swim against the current. And God, more than anything else, I just pray that each person here would just feel a true sense of identity in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to pray for some other people today. And that's... Um, that's, that's my second thought, which was, you know, some unwelcome intruders that have been hanging out around for a while. And maybe you've got some stuff that was never meant to hang around, but somehow it's become part of your life and you don't want it no more. Can we just close our eyes again? I'm going to pray for you. Just lift your hand if, that, if you want prayer right now as I'm praying and just pray this in your heart as well. God, I'm done trying to deal with this on my own. I know that I can't deal with this on my own because I've tried. And I can't do it. God, I need your help. God, show me that way of escape. That way of escape when the temptation is too much. Help me to escape this pattern of addiction. Help me to escape this cycle that I seem to be stuck in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anna. And lastly, just to finish us all off for the evening, I just want to pray for any person here who just wants to start living their life with God in the middle of it. And, um, and you know, I've been talking about how Christ paid the price for our sins. And I love that. I love that He did that for us because He knew that this wasn't the battle we could win ourselves. And He knew that we were always meant to walk with God. We were always meant to do life with God. That's the way that life was meant to be lived. And He saw that and He, and he knew that it was going to be an issue. And so, so He came and He gave His life for us. And, and I love that all it takes is a simple step of, of consciously saying right now that you're going to put your faith in Christ, that you're going to put your faith in Jesus. That, that just means that you believe in what He did for you and, and that it has power over your life. And you also just need to have a moment where you say, God, I'm going to trust you with my future because I tried to fight my battles in the past, but I'm going to trust you with my future. And if that's you tonight, if you just want to, if you just want to bring God straight back into your life, maybe that's for the first time, or maybe you've had God in the middle of your life before and you just know you need Him again, then uh, this is your moment. If you want to do that tonight, can you raise your hand as well? And I'm going to pray for you. Great one person already. That's awesome. Two people, three. Thank you. Awesome. Anyone else? Awesome. You can pop your hand down once you put it up. Three people. Anyone else? Doing this was the best thing that I ever did. Choosing to stop doing life by myself. Every time I tried to do life by myself, I always found strifes, trouble, shame in those moments. With God in the center, I've seen him do some amazing things. If that's you, come on, pop your hand up right now. I'm going to pray for you. Three people already. Yep, thank you. Awesome. Okay, you can put your hand down. God, I just pray for these people that have put their hands up. 
and everyone who is choosing to make that decision right now in their heart. I just pray that you would make yourself known to them this week, God. Make yourself real to them as they begin to walk out this journey with you. Be a part of their journey as they cry out to you, God. Be there for them. And I pray that this week they would discover their purpose and destiny as they begin taking steps following you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to pray this prayer together. We're going to pray it out loud and we're going to pray it as a family. And if you just made that decision in your heart, then hey, say these Say these words with authenticity, knowing that, hey, this is, going to re- this is reconnecting you with God. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Can we give it a hand for those three people and more who probably even sighed in their heart? And uh, I'm really excited for you guys, hey, because reading this verse, that just, that just changed some perspective in my life. And I just know that when we walk out with a different perspective, the perspective that God always intended for us, man, we can start to kick some goals, hey. We, we can start to take back this house. This is my house. We can start to really take some ground for God. I'm excited for each and every one of you. Put your hand up. And, um, and I'm excited for everyone here who's just walking away with a new perspective. So this week, man, remember, Christ is in me. Christ is my identity. Man, I can make it through any battle. I can make it through any battle as long as I got Christ with me, hey. And uh, I just know you guys are going to have a great week. I'm going to hand over to Jared.